Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. morning. He is worthy. He is worthy. What kind of God do we serve? What kind of God do you serve? Oh, come on, come on. Come on. What kind of God did you wake up to this morning? What kind of God did you wake up to today? Somebody... Somebody, mm, whatever you think you woke up to, whatever God you think you woke up to, he's bigger than that. Five of you got it. He's bigger than your expectation. He's going to do more for you this morning than you even asked of him. I'm going to tell you why. Because even whatever measure is in your heart, even within the soundness of your own mind, and you know what to ask, even greater than that, he knows what you need. Whatever expectation you came with today, he's ready to exceed it. When you walk out of this place this morning, in fact, let me back up. When you came in, did you expect that you were going to leave exactly like you came? Good. Because you're not. Whatever condition you came in today, he's about to transform it. Do you hear me today? Are you ready? Look at the person standing beside you, point your finger right in their face and say, get ready. Get ready. He's in the exceeding business. Say, he is in the exceeding business. Strike hands with them, and then you may be seated if you choose to do so. Good morning, morning. Rock of Gainesville. I want to tell you today, first of all, what a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people that you are. My wife and I have, and I won't tell the whole story because I think that uh, most of you probably know it. They can tell whatever details they want to another time. But a little over 20 years ago, when my wife and I were on our way to Central Florida to establish what would become the Rock of Central Florida, we were driving down the Florida Turnpike, and Holy Spirit said to me about a man and a woman I knew but did not know well, 
He said to me, he said, I want you to call Pastors George and Suzanne Brantley, and I want you to speak these words. I want you to say to them that whenever they have something to shout about, if they will call you, you let him know you're going to rejoice with them. Whenever there's something that they're in mourning for or going through a difficult time, you let them know that you're going to come alongside them and you're going to be an intercessor on their behalf. So we did that. We called Pastor George, Pastor Suzanne, and we said those words to them 20, actually 21 years ago. And when I spoke those words to them, his words to me were, I will do that. And I can tell you for 21 years, they have been faithful to let us be a part of your rejoicing and a part of your times of need in intercession. And we have come alongside you. We feel like we are very much and in every way a part of who you are. I could not love someone more, my wife and I, could not love a couple more than we love Pastors George and Suzanne. And we love them so much because they love you so much. We will never have a conversation with them, sit down across the table from them, talk on the phone with them, take a trip with them. We will never go anywhere where you are not the biggest part of the conversation because they love you that much. And it is a joy to be among this house today and to be with their people today who are walking out the purpose and the intent of God today. Did you come ready? Did you come ready this morning? Well, before I start, I want to say this about uh, a family that's here that you don't know. You know some of them. You don't know all of them. I know them really well because they're mine. And um, it is a joy today to have with me my wonderful, incredible wife of almost 28 years, Kim Parker. Honey, stand and wave at everybody, please. She is my balance. She is in every way my balance, and in every sense of the word, she can preach. She can preach. And I tell you, I tell our people, when I'm, when I'm preaching and I wrap it up, you know, things get wrapped up pretty quickly. When she preaches, it goes on for hours. Good thing you got me preaching today. <laughs> if she were preaching, you'd be here till about four o'clock. With me, you'll only be here till three. Just kidding. Also added to that, it's great to have my extended family, my own children, not extended, they're actually mine. Um, my three children, my two daughters, Kaylee, whom you met a moment ago, and then Alex is my middle daughter, and then my son is Joshua, and, if, and then my brother and sister-in-law, I won't give everybody's name, and then their friends of the family that we have here today, their boyfriends. Would you all stand please and just wave at everybody and greet them? Thank you. So I also want to thank the pastors that are here and who, what you represent. Those that make the clock tick in this ministry. The pastors, the janitors, the sound people, the teachers, the ushers, the greeters, the parking lot folks, the musicians, whatever part you play. The pillars, where's Adrian? I met this morning, Adrian. The Adrians. Where's Dietrich? The Dietrichs that came up to me this morning and he said, are you the speaker today? Stand up, Dietrich. Let everybody see you, please. 
He said, are you the speaker today? And I said, I am. He said, I want to shake your hand. My name is Dietrich, and I'm excited about what you're bringing today. I said, I'm going to strike hands with that. And then the Eileen's. Where's Eileen? Eileen, I met you this morning. Are you still in here? There's Eileen. Thank you for the Eileen's and for every other name that's in this place today. I've come with a word for you today. I've come with a word. It's not a deep word, but it's a wide word. It's a word full of a lot of hope because it's real, full of truth because it's right, full of peace, comfort because it's needed. Are you ready? Yes. It's a holy day. Say that with me. Say today, today. is a holy day. So I'm going to do something. I'm going to start by sharing a secret with a few people here. Let me select who I'm going to share this secret with. How far can I move without getting in trouble? I'm going to start with my friend, John Cologne. Your father. I've got to get the good ear. Your father is the creator and your brother is the king. Just keep that to yourself. <laughs> your father is the creator and your brother is the king. Don't tell anybody else because they'll be jealous. Yes, <laughs> but I'm going to tell a couple more people. Do you hear me this... Holy cow, look at the head on that guy up on that screen. <laughs> your father is the creator and your brother is the king. Do you receive that? I do. I know you do. One more. What's your name? Jose. Jose? Yeah. Are you Hawaiian? No. I never get that right. <laughs> Puerto Rico. Man, I couldn't have been further away from the truth. It's a good thing this word is true in Puerto Rico, too. Your father is the creator, and your brother is the king. Don't tell anybody. Do you believe it? Do you lay hold of it? Do you agree with it? Do you accept it? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's find out what that means. So I'm going to tell everybody. Your father is the creator and your brother is the king. Turn to Colossians, please, if you would, please. You ready for this this morning? Yes. For by him, Colossians 1.16, for by him... All things, say that with me, say all things, things. were created. created. That's all you have to say. In heaven and on earth. You've got to love that. Visible, what I can see and what I can't. We need to hang out there for just a second. What I can see and what I can't. Everything was created by Him. What I can see... And what I can't, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him 
and for him. Yeah. We're going to do an exercise. Here we go. Do this with me. Do it exactly as I say, please. I want you to take a deep breath. Exhale slowly. The air that you just breathed was created by God for one single purpose. So you could live. The father of creativity, think about this, sends sunlight to the trees of the earth, initiating a process that is called photosynthesis. He joins carbon dioxide and water together just to produce oxygen so you could breathe, so you could live. His attention to detail His attention to detail <laughs> requires supernatural, otherworldly, heavenly, godly creativity. And it's all for you and me. He put it together, every single piece, with you and mine. I'm going to make oxygen because I want them to breathe. I'm going to do it because I need them to breathe. I'm going to do it because I have something for them. And for those who can receive it, I want to be that kind of God. Yeah. Say this with me. He is that kind of God. And if He will do that to get you started... If he will do all of that, the minute, the little things that he puts together, if he will do all that just to get you going, if he will into you so that you can rise up, what will he do to keep you going? If it's so important to him that he scoops out a handful of dirt looks at it and breathes into it and says, blows his holy breath into it. If it's so important that he made sure that there was a process called photosynthesis that required specific things to come together that would keep you alive, if it's so important to him to get you started, what will he do to keep you going? And why would he do it? When you came in here this morning, you came in with a certain expectation, most of you. You came in with a certain expectation. And whatever expectation you came in with, I can tell you today, there's more than that in him for you. There are things in you right now that are sleeping. There are things in you that are at rest. There are faith possibilities, faith moments that are in you right now that are dormant. And the Father said the reason you have them in the first place, the reason you have any faith, the reason you have any hope, any belief is because I birthed that in you and I didn't birth it. To not answer it. 
and be there when you need it. I birthed it in you because I want you to keep going. Jeremiah 29 says this. I want you to understand something. The Father never does anything by mistake. Never does anything by, what was your name again? Isaac. Isaac. Thank you for praying for me this morning. The Father never does anything by mistake. He is deliberate. I tell our body, my church, my people, I teach them that the word consider is the strongest word in the English language because it forces us, whatever we hear, it forces us to contemplate. If I consider that, I have to contemplate what part of me does that impact. Strongest word in the English dictionary. And when the Father created you, and I'm getting somewhere, track with me. When the Father created you, it was on purpose. When He promised certain things to you and me, it was deliberate. He considered. Sir, what, ma'am, what's your name right here? The blonde hair right here. You're looking right at me. What's your name? Yes, ma'am. Deborah. Deborah. He was deliberate. He said, what do I want to do? There's a Deborah. I need a Deborah on February the 2nd, 2020 to be in a particular place. And I'm going to consider how am I going to get Deborah there? I'm going to cause sunlight to hit the leaves of the tree. I'm going to create this thing called, photo, called photosynthesis, create oxygen. I'm going to take the spirit that rests in me that's assigned to no one yet. Now I'm going to take flesh and I'm going to create a Deborah and I'm going to attach that flesh to the spirit that's been with me forever, the spirit of God, and I'm going to join them together and I am going to deliberately position Deborah in a specific location at a specific time to do a specific thing and it's going to be specifically incredible. And if I could call out every single name in this room, I would say the same thing about you. There was a point in time when your spirit, the spirit of God that dwells in you, was sitting at the right hand of the Father with your brother, the King, was sitting at the right hand of the Father, and at a given moment in time, deliberately, with consideration, your Father, the Creator, decided, I need this man, or I need this woman, to be on this earth at a specific point in time, and I'm going to deliver deliberately join this flesh and join this spirit together so that they are there so that for a specific reason they can do something phenomenal and bring me glory do you believe that about you do you believe that about something that's inside of you I want to wake it up today I want to wake up in you whatever might be dormant I talk fast just listen quicker I want to wake it up today. I want to breathe into you. I want to remind you why we lay hold of things that are both visible and invisible. I want to remind you why sometimes it's more important to lay hold of what requires faith more than laying hold of what requires none. Do you hear me today? He was deliberate, man. He called you out, ma'am. He called you out, sir. He called you out, young one. He called you out, old one. He said, I have considered this. And Suzanne said it earlier today. He said, I have considered, uh, Pastor Suzanne, I've considered this moment. 
And in that moment, I considered you responsible for it. I considered you to take ownership of it. He is that kind of God. Here we go. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. Plans to give you a future and a hope. He has considered every angle. He's considered every possibility. And he has an answer for every single obstacle. And he does not have a plan for evil for you. He has a plan of good, a plan of righteousness, and a plan of living. He has a plan to bless you. Turn to Romans chapter 15. Let me read this. 15 verse 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. In what? In what? May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. My version is all joy and all peace is found in believing on the Father which leads to bountiful hope. Bountiful hope. Everything is already taken care of because He is that kind of God. Now before I can get to where I'm going next. And next where I'm going is if He is that kind of God what kind of people are we? If He is that kind of God What kind of people are we? Chris, if he is that kind of God, what kind of person are you? Say it again. I'm his kind of person. Oh, come on. Say it again. I'm his kind of person. Mm. Mm. If he is that kind of God, what kind of person are we? So good to see you. If he is that kind of God, what kind of person am I? See, again, do not think for even one second, and I know you don't, but just in case you faltered on the side of forgetfulness, don't think for even a second that your presence here was on accident. I don't, it doesn't even matter where you are in your relationship with God right now. Whether you know Him this morning or you don't. Whether you're curious, why do these people gather in this building every Sunday morning and I just showed up to find out. No matter why you're here today, can I tell you, you are not here on accident. Something deep inside of you called out to the one who considered you when he breathed breath into you. Because before you were in your mother's womb, he knew exactly who you were. Before he 
held you in his hand by the spirit in the heavenlies and mixed you up with some dirt in the earthly realm. He knew exactly who you were. And let me say something else. In the middle, and I know some of what's going on. I love Pastor George and I know what he and his family are going through and you are also going through it with them. What little, this sweet girl in this house is going through, I know. What's, what's her name? I'm sorry. Gabrielle. What Gabrielle is going through. Is Gabrielle here today? Gabriella. What John Cologne has been dealing with, what some of you have gone through, I know. I'm going to tell you something. You need to get a hold of what I'm telling you right now. It's not by mistake. Listen to me. If I believe for a second that what they're going through, because His plans for you are for hope and a future, not for evil. And if I believe Jeremiah 29, I have to believe that whatever things we're going through is a how I'm saying we because I'm joining my faith to yours. I have to believe that whatever things we're going through in this house is deliberate. I'm going to hang there for just a second. I have to believe that what's going on in Gabriella, in John Cologne, in Pastor George, and whatever else, and uh, what's Marcel's mom's name? Lula. Lula. What happened to Lula? That's a tragedy in the natural. But listen to me. Nothing that goes on. Nothing catches God by surprise because He's a deliberate God. Get it with me this morning. And I want to speak to that deliberateness. And I want to speak to the faith that is in you or maybe the faith in some that is still strong and the faith in others that might seem not so strong today. I want to speak to that and I want to tell you God is God, is God, is God and He's always been God and He's going to continue to be God. But He is deliberate. He in no way is the reason that the motorcycle that the accident happened yesterday. He is not the reason that Pastor George is going through what he's going through. He is not the reason that Gabrielle is dealing with what Gabrielle is dealing with. He is not the reason that John Cologne is dealing with what John Cologne is dealing with. He is not the reason that you are trying to work through this thing and intercede over this every day. He is not the reason, but he is the reason that you have the faith To speak to that that comes against the deliberateness of God and say to it, you will not prevail. Are you hearing me this morning? He's the reason that when he breathed life, when he went into you, when he breathed into you, When he took a deep breath like we did a while ago and he breathed into you. He breathed into you because he knew that he was going to need a people to rise up on this day. 
Rise up tomorrow morning and rise up the next day and stand with this woman of God and stand with this family and stand with one another and prophesy. I understand the deliberateness of God and you are that kind of God. You do all things well and there is nothing that falls by the way or by the side you are not aware of. But by word and by spirit today, the deliberateness of God, you are that kind of God. What kind of man am I? If you are that kind of God, Pastor Ron, what kind of man am I? If I can wrap my arms, Hector, around the fact that he is that kind of God, what kind of man am I? If he is that kind of God, what kind of man are you? Am I the kind of man that says, oh God, I can't take it. Oh God, I can't deal with it. Oh God, it's too much. Oh God, I can't make it. Are you the kind of man? Are you the kind that gets up, woman that gets up and says, I'm the kind of man made by that kind of God? (laughs) I'm the kind of woman breathing breath from that kind of God. I'm the kind of man, I'm the kind of woman that is wrapping my faith around the words of that kind of God. I'm the kind of man, I'm the kind of woman that when these things rise up, that kind of God can depend on. I'm that kind of man and I'm that kind of woman. Is there one in among us today in this house? He is that kind of God. Romans 10.10 says, okay, you're going to like this. You ready for this? You can take notes on this. Here we go. You probably already know this because I know Pastor Ron is a man of the Greek and Hebrew. (laughs) But I'm going to see if I can find something that he stumbled over one time. (laughs) Romans 10.10, for with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. With a mouth, confession is made unto salvation. (laughs) I'm not going to put you on it. Don't you hate it when people put you on the spot and say, you know what the word in Greek is there? And you're like, any other time I would know it, but right now I have no idea because you're asking me in front of everybody. But I promise you he knows it. Let me read it again. I want you to get this. Are you ready? Look at that screen. Is it up there? Not him. Romans 10.10. Where is it? Right there, like I said. (laughs) For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. With the mouth, what's that next word? What is it? Is made unto Let me breathe something into you today. I'm going to join with daddy. I'm going to breathe something into you. With the mouth, confession. Do you know what that word means in the Greek? That word in the Greek is homo legeo. Homo legeo. That's the word in the Greek. Do you know what that means? With the mouth, homo legeo happens. 
I believe with my heart unto righteousness, but with my mouth homo legeo happens. I'm going to say that again before I tell you what it is. With my mouth homo legeo happens. With my mouth, I'm outspoken, I'm declaring, I'm saying with my mouth homo legeo happens. You know what that means? That means to come in agreement with. To come into agreement with. It means to speak the same thing that the father's saying with the heart man believes under righteousness but with the mouth I'm speaking whatever he's saying and it leads to salvation and this salvation can I tell you this right now when you read this and dig in this salvation is not talking about coming out of sin and into righteousness this salvation is talking about coming out of sin into salvation, coming out of sickness, into healing, coming out of poverty, into blessing, coming out of foolishness, into wisdom, calling out of pride, into humility, coming out of whatever, into something better, coming into his purpose. With a heart, man believes under righteousness, but with the mouth, I am speaking the same thing that my father is speaking. Let me ask you something. What's he saying this morning? Did anybody come in here this morning and the father said, you get your hiney into that rock? Can I say that here? (laughs) You get yourself into the rock of Gainesville and you get in there and you start saying, it's not possible. It's not going to happen. It's a tragedy. This is that. And this is the other and whatever. No, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. You know what he did? When you got up this morning, if your ears were listening and your eyes were looking and you were ready and you were anxious and you prepared yourself and you said, Father, whatever you say, I'm going to speak the same thing. You got up this morning saying, when I get there today, I'm going to declare the righteousness of God. I'm going to declare the blessing of the Father. I'm going to declare that there's an answer for every need. I'm going to prophesy that he didn't miss a beat. I'm going to declare that nothing is surprising him today. If I'm sick in my body, I'm going to walk in healing. If I'm not sound in my mind, I'm going to walk in soundness of mind. I'm speaking and I'm declaring what the Father's speaking because I'm going to speak it unto salvation today. And my salvation might come in different ways. It might be me walking out of a dark place and into a light place. It might be me walking out of pride and walking into humility. It might be me walking out of a lack of faith into faith. It might be me walking out of hopelessness into hope. But whatever it is, I'm going to speak what my daddy's speaking today. And you don't even have to make up the words because we serve that kind of God. We serve the kind of God that says, if you will just listen, I've already determined what needs to be said. He said, I've already determined what needs to be said. You just need to say what I'm saying. And he said, I'm saying hope. He said, I'm saying live. (laughs) He said, I'm saying prophesy. He said, I'm saying stand up when everything in you wants to sit down. He said, I'm saying when you want to cry, open your mouth and shout. When you want to be alone, get among your brothers and sisters that have great faith and join yourself to them. He's saying for those of you, you can't see three foot past your face today. 
He's saying, shut your eyes in the natural so that you can see by the Spirit. He said, speak, speak what I'm speaking today. He is that kind of God. And he's got words that he wants to put in your mouth. And he wants you to say them. And he wants you to say them with faith because he's that kind of God. He, your daddy, your father is the creator. And your brother is the king. And you have not come up short on anything. Your father, your daddy said, I made it deliberately. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. I made it deliberately because I want you to run when you feel like walking. I'm speaking to people in this room right now. There's some of you right now, you all you've been doing the best you could just to walk. And let me tell you what he's saying today. I want you to begin to speak what he's saying. I'm going to run. If I'm talking to you and you've been walking and you know you got to start speaking what he's speaking, I want you to say it out loud this morning. I'm going to run. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Because you were made to run. You were made to rise up. You weren't made to be seated. You weren't made to take up a position of hopelessness. You were made to be full of hope and you are a great people. He put you together in this house. He numbered you among his chosen. Whether you are walking with him right now or you are not, you will be in just a minute. Because I'm speaking what he's speaking. Oh, you can't. He numbered you out. He laid out the pixie sticks. And he picked out among those sticks all those that were necessary for this moment. This moment. And he said, and I'm putting them together in this moment for this purpose. To speak what I'm speaking. And what he's saying is, Rejoice in the middle of it all. Live like there's nothing going on except for something to shout about. Live like there's nothing going on except for that that requires a shout. Because his answer is already in you. It's among you. It's beside you in front of you and in behind you. And every single person, I see you waving your hands and lifting your hands in agreement this morning because that's what confession is. It's agreement. Father, what are you saying? What are you saying? I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. I'm speaking what you're speaking today. I'm saying what you're saying. Not caught up in my mind speaking what you're saying because you have every right because your father say it with me my father is the creator and my brother is the king there is no better company than that my father made it all and my brother rules over it all 
And if it is his, uh-oh. If it is his, uh-oh. If it is his, uh-oh. If it is his, it is mine. Oh, man. Ooh. Can I lay hold of that today? If it belongs to my daddy, if it belongs to my brother, it belongs to me. Are you getting this this morning? Sir, you just smiled at me. That, sir. Well, both of you are good. Are you hearing what I'm telling you this morning? Your father is the creator. And your brother is the king. I'm going to speak what he's saying. Because when I speak what he's saying, it's on good authority. Stand with me if you would, please. I have to say this before I can go any further. Matthew 12, 50, you're going to be standing for about two minutes here. Whoever does the will of the Father, my Father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. What did my brother do? John 21, 25 says this, and I got to start wrapping up with this right here. There are many other things that Jesus did, talking about all the miracles that he did in his time of ministry. And were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would need to be written. There were many other miracles that Jesus did. Many, many, John Cologne. Other miracles that Jesus did. Pastor George Brantley, Gabriella. Many other miracles that Jesus did. But I suppose that the world itself is not big enough to contain all the books that would need to be written. And I went on a missions trip very quickly to the Solomon Islands with my wife. And when we got there, we were wandering around and it's the most desolate, dirty place I've ever been in my entire life. And we were over there and we were meeting with the lady, the missionary that we support and that we were over there to do some ministry with. In this part of the Solomon Islands, we were riding down a back road, wherever, they were all back roads, I don't know, whatever, they were, some road, some, they called it a road. And we were riding down this thing. And she was telling us the story about her father being in World War II there in those islands, in the Solomon Islands. And she said he had passed away some years before. And when he passed away, she found his journal all about this battle that he had fought in the Solomon Islands, this particular battle. And he had written story after story after story in the journal. And he had come to the last page and he didn't have any more room to write. And he made a note in there and he said, I wish I could tell you everything that I learned, everything that occurred, everything that happened while I was here. But it would be impossible for me to detail everything. And I said to her, doesn't that sound like Christ? Doesn't that sound like Christ? The world itself, I suppose, is not big enough to contain the books that it would take to record the miracles that Jesus did just in a few years. That's pretty spectacular. 
It's what happens. You begin to speak what the Father's speaking. It's supernatural. It comes in so many ways. And then Holy Spirit said to me as I contemplated and considered that word, one of my favorite words, and I considered that word, John 21, 25. Let me read the last part again. I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. And then Holy Spirit asked something of me. Don't misinterpret me. Don't be misguided by what I'm about to say. Just hear what I'm about to say at face value. Holy Spirit said, Steve, what would the next verse say if there was a next verse? And I said, it would say, keep going. If there was a John 21, 26, he would say, greater things than these will you do. Greater than what you're aware of. Greater than what you walked in. But you got to keep saying what I'm saying. You got to keep living in the hope and in the faith. And he said, greater things than these will you do. He said, if there was a John, Jamie, John 21, 26, it would say, rise up and keep going. Keep believing for more. Keep speaking everything that he's saying. Now, I know that in this room right now, I know that standing among us today, there are all kinds of people. All kinds of people. You don't know me. Most of you don't know me. You have no reason to trust that whatever I'm going to say is true or whatever I've said is true other than you trust your pastors and they've trusted me. But most of you don't know me, but I'm going to tell you something today. However you came into this place today, I'm confident of this. Not one of you will leave the same. Because what's about to happen is going to be on you. It's going to be you rising up to your place. Are you ready? So among us in this place today, if your father is the creator and your brother is the king, I'm not going to ask you to bow your heads. In fact, I'm going to stay up here because I want to see. I want to see the response. Your father, if you believe your father is the creator and your brother is the king, Some of you walked into this place and there were things present in you you feel hinder you, have held you back. Some of you walked into this place, you have no relationship with a father. You say, Steve Parker, I don't, I just don't get all that God stuff you're talking about today. I'm going to tell you what the father believes in. He believes in trading. He's asking you today to trust Him. He wants you to trade your pride for His humility. He wants you to trade your lack of faith in Him for His confidence in you. He wants you to trade hopelessness that might dwell in you in the hope that dwells in Him. He wants you to trade your uncertainty for His absoluteness. He wants you to trade whatever might be in you that is opposed to Him, whatever sin might exist in you. Nobody might even know about it, but whatever sin might be there, He wants you today 
He wants you to trade that into him so that he can trade his salvation and his righteousness into you. How is salvation coming to you today? What salvation might come to you today? He wants to make a trade with you today. Are you ready? If you're in this house, if you're in this room right now, I want you to know today, nobody on this planet loves you more than the God who breathed into you your very first breath. You came into this planet, you came onto this earth, you came onto the scene deliberately, on purpose. Doesn't matter how you got here. I was born out of wedlock, didn't meet my father until I was 18 years old, but I've never felt like a mistake. (laughs) You need to hear what I'm telling you. Never met my biological father until I was 18 years old. Didn't know the man that raised me was my father until I was, wasn't my father until I was 12. And I never felt like a mistake. Even before I knew God. But I felt weak. I felt unprepared. I felt confused. And then when I was 20 years old and I walked down in front of a church in Houston, Texas and I got down to the front of that church and I said, I accept whatever it is that He wants to do in me. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But there's something in me He wants of me. And there's a lot of Him I want in me. And He radically transformed my life and took all the confusion upon him so that I could have clarity of mind and know that the first breath he breathed into me was on him because he could have decided not to breathe it at all got to get it this morning so you're in this room this morning you need to make a trade into the father today Say, well, I'm saved. What about pride? Salvation, confession. I'm coming into agreement with the Father unto salvation. Deliver me. From whatever is there, pride, I want to trade it for humility. Fear, I want to trade it for courage. Weakness, I want to trade it for strength. Sin, I want to trade it for righteousness. Because you are my Father and you created me and my brother is the King. And I want to live this thing like a righteous son because that's what I am. Lift your hand this morning if you have a trade to make. If you have a trade to make, goodness gracious. Wow. Father, everything I am, you want all of me so that you can give me all of you. He literally, He wants all of you so that He can give you all of Him. Now put your hands down for a second. I'm going to ask it differently. If you're in here and you'll say, Steve Parker, I came into this place uncertain about the God stuff. I'm going to ask you to be bold. I'm not sure about all the God stuff. I came in here curious. But I'm going to tell you today you're here on purpose. And you're willing to trade your uncertainty, what you don't know, 
what you're not sure is sin or isn't sin, and you're willing to trade that into him for his righteousness into you today, I want you to lift your hand. Just lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today. We thank you today. What do I do with what he's given me? If my God is that kind of God, what kind of man am I? Am I the kind of man that when I say about the Father, He is that kind of God, He looks at me and He says about me, and you are that kind of son. You are that kind of son. Man. Is there faith in this place? 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 Father, by your word, by your anointing, by Holy Spirit today, hands lifted in this place, I lift my voice over every man, and I lift my voice over every woman, over every child that's gathered here under the sound of my voice today. I lift my voice, and I pray today that you take this word and that you cause it to be a seed in the soil of who they are. And let it produce the fruit for which you sent it to produce. Be glorified today. I declare there is life and joy and hope because we know who we are. We know who we are. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.